Jewish audio on Chabad.org. The 310th sheet of Rambam. Moving along now in Hilchas Nachalas. Yesterday we learned the first two chapters. Today we do chapters 3, 4, and 5. And we continue to learn about the same mitzvah we discussed yesterday. Mitzvah number 248, the mitzvah of Nachalas. We talked about the idea that the, a person dies and what he owns automatically is passed on to the next generation, to his children. So I, I want to share with you um, some of the f- fascinating details of the idea behind this mitzvah. How does this mitzvah work? And, and this is actually from the Sefer HaChinuch, from the Book of Torah Education, written presumably by Baron Halevi, in the 400th mitzvah in his system, it numbers. He follows the parshas of the Torah, as you know. There, he says like this, Says this, says this, don't think that this mitzvah we talked about, and I read the text yesterday, I'm not going to read it again. Don't think that this mitzvah we talked about, which is the laws of Nachalas, it says Ishkiyamos, and the Ramos said that the, the, the idea of Pishnayim, of the son inheriting twice as much as the, the firstborn son inheriting twice as much, is part of the mitzvah itself. He says, do not think that it's a mitzvah to leave an inheritance. See, because really there's like a discussion. What exactly, what kind of mitzvah is this? What kind of mitzvah is this? Is, if it's a mitzvah to leave an inheritance, is it a mitzvah for a person not to spend money? Is it a, pers- a mitzvah for a person to have a bank account so that when he dies, he left something for his heirs? But if he used all his money, then he violates his mitzvah? Is this such a mitzvah? I mean, somebody could think that. The answer is definitely no. No, that's not the mitzvah. He says that is not what the Torah is trying to tell us. It's not as if to say that a person has a sacred duty to leave money behind for his children. Years ago, I was trying to sell me life insurance. So I said, well, I have some life insurance, you know, God forbid, whatever. He says, no, no, but I can sell you term. I said, because, what do you need term for? I said, because all the money you're going to accumulate, if you, I said, my program I had, you know, at a certain age, you don't pay life insurance anymore, it gets too expensive. I said, look, at a certain point, you know, the kids will be on their own. He says, what are you going to leave your kids? With this light, you're going to leave your children a bequeathment. I said, dude, I'm going to leave my kids Torah mitzvahs. I'm going to leave my kids Yiddishkeit. I'm going to leave my kids Chassidus. That's how I'm going to leave my kids. I'm going to leave my kids. My, 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 my passion for Shlich is learning Torah, teaching Torah, doing mitzvahs. I'm not going to leave anybody any money. And nobody has to leave anybody any money. There's no mitzvah to leave money. The mitzvah is to serve Hashem. So that's a mitzvah. And if you serve Hashem properly, the mitzvah is to raise children who will serve Hashem. But this idea of leaving money behind for somebody else is actually not a mitzvah at all. And the Sefer Chinuch puts it so exquisitely. It says, It's not like God wants to take what you worked hard for, what you earned, and now God wants to see you give it to somebody else. That's, that's a mitzvah of tzedakah. That's, that's nothing to do with the mitzvah of Nachla. But rather, Hashem wants that when a person earns something, fair and square, whether because he worked hard or because he has a zechut, a merit, for whatever reason, Hashem has infinite wisdom decided that this person should be granted a certain amount of wealth. So Hashem gave it to you. Hashem doesn't want you to lose that. It's yours. As long as body and soul are together. However, the Torah says, when you are no longer around, when your neshama has left the building and you've gone to heaven, so then that which was yours should continue to be part of your progeny, should continue to be part of your family. In other words, the idea that if somebody didn't write a will, the government could take his, his money away because he didn't get around to it, it was a shlamaz, didn't write a will, that is not a Torah concept. The Torah concept is that once a person merits something, once it's yours, 
legally and rightfully yours, that you have the ability to pass it on. That's the mitzvah. That's the mitzvah. But it's not a mitzvah to do this. It's not a mitzvah to leave money behind. If you have to spend all your money and you don't have any savings, fine. That's whatever. It is what it is. If for whatever reason Hashem did not grant you that gift, He gave you other gifts, and He grant you a gift of wealth, you haven't sinned. You haven't done anything wrong. If a person lives hand to mouth, the Ebesh tells him, give him God give him lots of, 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 of affluence. But that's no sin. As Tevya says, there's no shame. It's not a sin to be poor. It's not. He's right. There's no mitzvah to give anything away. Now, of course, you can ask the question, so, so what kind of mitzvah is this? Exactly whose mitzvah is it? It's not the person who died's mitzvah because he doesn't give the bequeathment until after he dies already. So if the bequeathment doesn't go, until Yaakov dies, Reuben doesn't get it, you can't do mitzvahs after you're dead. That famous pasuk in Tillam in Psalm 88 that says, Bamesim Chavshi, once you're dead, you're freed of mitzvahs, as the Gemara elaborates. So it is impossible to say that the mitzvah applies, the mitzvah of Yerusha, of inheritance, applies to somebody post-mortem, after he's no longer around. There's no, there's no mitzvah, you can't do mitzvahs anymore. Well, is it a mitzvah for somebody to get an inheritance? Well, what kind of mitzvah can that be? A mitzvah is a choice you make. A mitzvah is an effort you make. What, what did he do? He made an effort to be born to somebody? He behaved nicely? We're going to learn about that later. Actually, the Chachamim said it's not appropriate to take away inheritance, even from children who you feel are not doing what they should do. You shouldn't gift everything. You should allow the Torah. Uh, the Ramam says maybe they'll do tshuva. Maybe things will turn out. Not, it stays in the family. So a person, you didn't, you, didn't earn, you, you, you didn't earn the right to be born, and, and it's not something that you made a choice for. So how could it be a mitzvah? Whose mitzvah is it? So the Minchas Chinuch says that it's the mitzvah of the Beth Din. It's a mitzvah that's incumbent not on the individuals involved. It's a mitzvah on the rabbinical courts that they should make sure that this is the way things are adjudicated. In other words, nobody else usurps the residuals. The car, the boat, the mansion, the bank accounts, the stocks, whatever it is, is will all be transferred to... The children, and that's the mitzvah. There are certain mitzvahs like this, actually. There's, you know, there's a mitzvah to count days from Pesach to Shavuot. It's a mitzvah, and it's an individual mitzvah. Every individual has to count days, and we're going to learn about, we, we've learned about that already, in the mitzvah of, of Sefirah to Omer. And, you know, the Rebbe has a big chiddush about this, that if somebody goes over the date line the wrong way, where, where he misses a day, or, it actually makes a difference in Shavuot and how you celebrate the festival of Shavuot, which organically means festival of weeks, which is comprised of Seven days, seven times, 49 days. It's a personal mitzvah. There's another mitzvah of counting, and that's a mitzvah of counting years. Just like we have a 50th day with Shavuos, after counting 49, there's also a 50th year. It's called the Jubilee. There's a mitzvah to count seven, seven, seven. Seven cycles of Shemitah, and you count another six, and a seven Shemitah, and you count seven cycles. And what happens then? What happens then is that it is a mitzvah, it is a, a commandment, it is a sacred and moral and uh, holy duty for Beth. For the courts. It's not a personal mitzvah. I and you as individuals do not have to count first year Shemitah, second year Shemitah, third year Shemitah. And we've talked about that, exactly what that mitzvah is. So this is not going to be the first such mitzvah. The Rebbe in a, in a, in a footnote in a sikha suggests that this is, in one of his edit talks, that this is, would have to be the approach of the Ramam as well, that the mitzvah is a mitzvah on the Beth Din to ensure that things unfold in such fashion. Now, the, the, the Ramam goes on to say that one of the root ideas behind this mitzvah is that a person should understand that the hand of Hashem is involved in everything. 
the Yad Adon Mashgiach al Kol Briotav, the Hashem who is the master, his hand is in all of his creations. It is God's will that each and every person should be able to retain that which is rightfully theirs, whoever they may be. And if it's Hashem gave you a gift, you have the right to pass that gift on. Because the truth is, and the Sefer HaKinuch says something extraordinary here. He says, the truth is that ownership should have been something unbroken, something continuous. Because the Medrash tells us that had Adam and Chava not sinned, then the idea of death would never have been imposed on humanity. And the whole idea of death is a knas. It's mechet hakadmoini. It's from the initial sin, original sin, so to speak, the primordial sin, niknesa misa That's why death was decreed in this world. And therefore, because the removal of his body, of course the body gets laid to rest, as Hashem says, Allah for Toshuv, that should not change the reality of God's gift. Hashem gave a gift, the gift is eternal. So if Hashem gave this person this gift, who has the right to take it away from him? Yeah, he died, so what? But he left heirs, he left children. So they then will simply pick up where he left off. And he says, therefore, that which comes from the, 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 the goof, says the goof, the body is laid to rest, the corporeal reality is no longer, but there is something that came from that corporeal reality. He begot children. So therefore, the corporeality that came, ve'im ba'avono yamut banim. And if, God forbid, his children die, so then it should go to the closest relative. If he doesn't have any children. That's the blessing he merited. So if it's his blessing, it's his blessing for eternity. It's a very, very different way to look at the physical, the material. It's a very different way to look at the, the, the gifts that Hashem gives us. It's not a temporary thing. It's, if Hashem gave you something, it's an opportunity. Of course, we have to look at, 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 at material wealth as an opportunity for us to create holiness. As the Altar Rebbe once said, that the God Almighty gives Yidin, Gashmias, he takes Ruchnias and makes Gashmias, he takes the spiritual and turns it into the physical. And our job is to take Gashmias and turn it back into Ruchnias. And how do we do that? By giving tzedakah, by using our wealth and our ability to foster and to nurture the development of Yiddishkeit and to hopefully to bring Mashiach very soon. So that's the gift, that's an opportunity. When we say that the, the money's an eternal gift, the residuals are an eternal gift, the, the home he owns is an eternal gift, it's not simply to be understood in a materialistic sense. I think that the deeper message of Sefer HaMitzvah is when Hashem gives wealth, Hashem gives opportunity. And that opportunity was given to you remains with you. Who's going to do it? Huh? The children will do it. They, that's the idea of Nachala. The idea of Nachala that you inherit the, the, the good name, you inherit the mitzvahs, you inherit the good lessons, the beautiful memories that you learn, and you also inherit even the wealth. And you take that wealth and wherewithal and you put it towards something good. This is the basic message of the concept of, of Yerusha as HaKadosh Baruch Hu, as Almighty God has arranged it to be. So that's, that's, that's the mitzvah. Now we understand what the mitzvah is. We understand a little bit of, of depth, the, the idea behind the mitzvahs. And Be'ezer Hashem, with God's help, we will continue to study the laws of Nachlas tomorrow in the 311th year.